Hey, this is Shane McGrath, and you are listening to the Verb Pod Network. <laughs> there it is, the crisp sound of a CR125 courtesy of our buddy Darren Durham. Unfortunately, he's not on this podcast, but maybe in the near future. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and thank you for checking out another episode on the Verb Pod Network. Absolutely love checking out these episodes. Hopefully, you're checking out the entire archive, digging deep and binging on all of the amazing podcasts that we have to offer, whether it's Winner's Take Y'all, the Squad Pod, or the Grom Report. Every once in a while, I like to have on some individuals that don't really fit in any of those categories, and this one certainly fits that bill. Check out this episode, enjoy it, and let us know what you think on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, heck, you can even find us on TikTok. Anyway, let's get to the episode. Thanks to GoPro for sponsoring this podcast. Appreciate those guys, and if you want to be part of the GoPro team, all you got to do, go get yourself a GoPro. Film yourself or your Grom doing some really cool stuff and then, su- then su- submit that to the Grom quest. Where's the Grom quest? It's on, it's on, uh, gopro.com. Go find it, submit your content and maybe become part of the GoPro team. Get yourself some cool prizes. Like I said, I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt with us on the line, a very special guest. He's been on the Verb Pod Network before. But not with me, unfortunately. He's, he's, uh, you've been on the squad pod. Uh, but now you find yourself on a podcast with, uh, with me. We've done a few podcasts together in the past, Shane. Shane McElrath, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's, uh, it's been a little while since I talked to you last and, uh, I'm excited to do it again. Hey, absolutely, dude. Feeling is mutual. Uh, on the Big MX radio side, I think this would be probably seven or eight times that we've uh, mm-hmm. done podcasts, uh, going all the way back to uh, the TLD KTM days and then Star. And uh, since then, it's been uh, a little bit of uh, motocross team roulette that you've been playing, uh, a little bit inconsistency in your life. Uh, that's that's hard on a racer, no matter who it is. Yes, um, that is... Uh... Yeah, it's funny. That's what we were just talking about before we actually went live here. And it's, uh, it is, I don't want to say it's not fun. Um, I, I would, I guess, prefer to have a little bit more consistency in my life. Of course. Um, but that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah. Certainly, dude. Like it, like we talked about it. Uh, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's seven teams in three years, eight if you include the year that you were at, uh, Star Racing Yamaha. So lots of different manufacturers, different even sizes of bikes, uh, different styles of frame. Sometimes you're kickstarting your bikes. Sometimes you got the start button. Uh, either way, um, yeah, it's been instability. And I, honestly, one of the things that I always think is one of the things that can be a linchpin to success for any racer is just, knowing their program, getting into a routine and being able to be most prepared. Unfortunately, you haven't had that in your program uh, for quite some time, but rolling into this year, uh, this podcast will be released the day uh, of announcing um, the, this news. You're going to be at Hep Suzuki moving forward. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's funny because last year I got on the Suzuki. It was, it was like December 3rd when I first talked to those guys right. about even doing something on Supercross. And it was like December 15th was my first day on the bike. Good Lord. And 
Yeah, so it four weeks out from it. Well, no, it, last year it was uh, well, yeah. So I ended up having two weeks to to ride the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, we did uh, like one or two days, one week, like just filling it out. The next week was like we're doing our team photo shoot, and I think that was the week of a one or something. So it was uh, it was definitely pretty stressful so i didn't really figure things out with the bike until towards the end of supercross and then had a couple good races and then it was like all right well we're done here so um this year we started working on things a lot sooner um but we've just recently uh finished our deal with hep so um but at the same time i'm not i'm not in a, a position like last year it's like I know the bike um, for the most part and I know the team and I mean, this year it's going to be like, I, I haven't even really transitioned at all. It's like, it, it'll be, it'll be a lot easier and the bike has gotten better since I haven't been there. So um, yeah, I mean, I am excited to go line up with the HEP guys again and just uh, continue to build off where we ended last year because we were really, really starting to pick up some momentum before the season ended. Certainly. And then one of the things that I think is going to be a feather in your cap or maybe uh, your ace in the hole to really come out swinging for Anaheim one is that you just finished racing. Oh, I don't know a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. Like you've got some gate drops um, off season races uh, or, or W like WSX. It's sort of the same thing uh, when it comes to preparing for um, this Supercross championship. And I, I'm not sure if you're racing outdoors or not, you can answer that for me, but either way, uh, race intensity is something that you can't replicate at the practice track. I, I like guys play cat and mouse guys do this or that do sprint laps. I don't think, uh, the intensity and, uh, those, uh, heart rate spikes that you experience in the first few laps of a race, uh, can be replicated on practice day. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's where it's like, uh, racing some of the outdoors, uh, this past year, um, we ended up buying my own practice bike and stuff because yeah. we were on the Omaha. And so I still have that bike and I, and it's still rideable. So that's where it's like, I have been still riding and training and, um, we just finished the WSX series and I don't have the 250 anymore, but, um, I still have my Yamaha 450 that I was planning on riding until, um, we finished my deal and, and got bikes. So, um, yeah, next week I will be able to get on the bike, uh, the Suzuki and yeah, it, it'll, like I said, it should be a quick transition, but, um, I feel, I feel really as strong as I have the last couple of years. Um, I've been on a consistent training schedule off the bike and that that's definitely helping, um, through all the inconsistency team wise, I have been able to consistently stay on my off the bike training. So, um, that is one, one big plus to it all. In in terms of off the bike training, um, do you train yourself? Do you have a, a trainer? Do you, have, do you subscribe to like a, a specific, specific service? Uh, how, how have you been able to stay uh, consistent with, uh, with that side of things? Um, yeah, so I'm, uh, currently working with Evan from uh, Outlier Development, and he's based out of Oregon. But oh, right, um, okay. I've known him for a little over a year. But yeah, 
Every uh, nice drone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We have been working together uh, since outdoors. Uh, it was around Washougal area or a Washougal time when we started working together. So um, we have a couple months together now, and that's been going really good. I'm really excited about uh, where I'm at and just what I've been able to learn since working with him. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I'm really excited about that moving forward um, because last year it was kind of like, well, especially A1, it was like, dude, I, I showed up and I wasn't even there to race. It was like, I was like, dude, what am I even doing here? And yeah. it took me a while just to get out of that mindset and get to where I had any sort of comfort or confidence on the bike. Uh, and so where I'm at right now, it's almost like I already have that and I'm not even on the bike yet. So um, I'm definitely excited uh, moving forward. Certainly. You've got your ducks in a row a whole lot more than you did uh, one year ago if you're just having to start those conversations about who you're going to be riding for. Um, yeah, this time last year, uh, that puts you big time behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to testing and just being comfortable on the bike because um, – like guys at your level, you're able to do probably what less than one percent of the motocross population is able to do. But in order to be able to do that, you have to be very in tune with your motorcycle. Like, like mm-hmm. compa- compared to your average Joe, like if when you if you jumped on my bike, yes, you're faster than me. But could you go as fast as you can go on just jumping on it? No, like you'd need correct, yeah. Like you like you know what I mean? Like to unlock that other five percent, you need to spend the time. You need to to do all those things. So. Um, it's encouraging to hear that you're going to get that when it comes to the, the world supercross series that you just finished, uh, obviously you were defending champion and to be, to be like as kind as I could, the, the season did not go great for you. Uh, yes. we're going to like, try yeah. it with as, uh, like in like in jest, um, like, yeah, that, that wasn't, it wasn't like you, you left a lot on the table there, man. Uh, yeah. I, I was bummed for you, uh, Tell me how it all unfolded because it was uh, it was a lot of bad luck and just honestly not your best. Yeah, and that's where it, it's it's definitely disappointing. Um, it was a really good opportunity for us, and that's what I, I am excited about. Um, it really results wise wasn't very good this year. Um, definitely had a lot of issues behind the scenes that um, I couldn't control. And that was where I, I am really happy about what I was able, able to overcome this year. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a better racer and a wiser racer and just a better overall um, athlete now because of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a bummer winning last year and then really not even being super close this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, as a team, we didn't make enough progress from last year to this year, um, like other teams did. And that was really like the second round in Dubai, it wasn't as noticeable. Um, I didn't notice it then mainly because I was having to start from the second row and, um, that was an, a whole issue in and of mm-hmm. itself, but um, both champions yeah. in the back row. Fantastic. Yeah. And then, uh, Australia, it was like, that's 
Australia was one of the, the, my best rides in a while. Um, it just, that was really evident on kind of where, uh, we had not made as much progress from last year to this year as, as we needed to. So, Mm. um, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely hard, but like I said, I'm, I'm excited for what it taught, what it taught me because it's, uh, like you said, this is, it is, a something where it's like, I, I am capable of performing at a very high level. Um, and everything has to be in tune for that to happen. And I've learned, especially this year, like kind of, kind of going back to the, like the outdoor stuff I did this year with the stock bike, it was like right. the the first round I did on it. I got 10th, the first moto. I, I literally had three days, two, two or three days on the bike on outdoors on a 450. And it's like, all right, we're going to go race. So um, a lot of the, I think the nostalgia carried us through the first moto of that tent. Yeah. And then the second moto, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm about to hammer this one. And I, my suspension was already maxed out. Like I was already as stiff and as fast as I could go. Um, Cause I, I was literally bone stock bike. Yeah. And I mean, I ended up going down on the first lap and I, I don't, I do know what happened, but I don't really know what happened. It's like, it was kind of one of those things like, uh, was it uh, that it could have been the bike just because it, it couldn't really handle what I was throwing at it. Um, but that, that nostalgia wore off really quick once I actually started riding with confidence and tried to start being aggressive. And that was kind of where I started going backwards. So, um, yeah, same, same with this year. It's like, I've been dealing with things that, um, have been out of my control and it's like, you know what, I'm, I still have to show up and I still have to race as hard as I can. And, and I did that. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Um, I haven't really raced and fought that hard, uh, in a long time, if not ever. So, um, I am getting better and stronger and wiser. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't like getting beat, so WSX was a tough one. No kidding, yeah. Like uh I, I was feeling for you every time it seemed like uh uh you'd end up on the side of the track picking the bike up and uh mm-hmm. that, that mobile one number one looked pretty damn good. And uh yeah. yeah, she all came unraveled for you, dude. But uh once again, just uh test on the character, you're able to dust yourself off and I think that ha- that's kinda speaks volumes to your su- support system at home. Um mm-hmm. Joy is such a huge piece of, of what makes Shane McElrath go and, and be yeah. able to handle all this stuff. Kind of talk to about that a little bit because in, in, in all that instability that you have felt, she's been a constant, um, to be able to pick you up, dust you off when, uh, you, on the times you've needed it. Yeah. And honestly, I, it's, it's funny cause we, we talk about, I mean, we just with our friends and, uh, my brother's getting married in, in two weeks and it just like, we, we love our marriage. It's like, we, we wish people could experience what we experience. Cause it, it just, I mean, we've tried to do it in a way that is biblical and honors the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, like, I, I, it's crazy how 
grade our marriages. It's like it it doesn't make sense. Well, it it does make sense because we're we're trying to honor the Lord with it, and and our marriage is is being blessed, and it's it's uh that's something that we, I mean, before we were married, it's like we we're excited about we're we're excited to get married, and it's like well we want to to be together. We don't, we don't really want to be apart. And so we committed to, um, Hey, we're, we're going to travel to the races together uh, and we understand what that costs. And so that's something where it's like, we've had friends where they get married and then for work, they, they have to go and kind of be gone like for long periods of time. And it's like, we don't want that. Right. And like long like, extended periods of time. Yeah. Like say if, if you head out, like you've headed out to California, it's not for a couple of days. It's, it's weeks could be more, yeah. it could be a month plus. Yeah. And so we, I mean, even, even now to this day, it's like we, we've maybe spent, uh, 10, 10 to 15 nights apart, like our whole marriage. And that's over six years. So, um, it's something that we've, we've had to learn to, um, work at and learn to be friends and learn how, how to, uh, yeah, do life together, which is, which is what marriage is. And so, um, that's something where, I mean, we, a lot of people ask me what I, why do I say we, um, why do I think like say my team or why do, why do I speak with, um, kind of more than one? And it's, it's because like, people don't understand what goes into what we do. And it's like, yes, I'm ultimately out there, but we is my wife and I, we is the team and I, my mechanic and I, like there's, there's so much that goes into it and so much that people only see on the weekends too, with just all this, this person's wife or girlfriend is here with them. And, um, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot more than that. And that's what, uh, yeah, with Joy and I, we, we are committed and I am who I am because of, of who she is and what she does for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm a better man because of it. Dude, I love that. Yeah. Having that support system is such an underrated thing, uh, especially the consistency in that, uh, and someone who knows they, they, t- they've seen you through the highs, the lows, the, um, the overall wins. Um, I think she must've been on hand when you, you went one, one, was it Bud's Creek? Yep. Yes. That, uh, you mm-hmm. surprised the world there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, came out of absolutely nowhere, um, to win that, but she's also been there when, when things have been a catastrophe. And I think, uh, mm-hmm. maybe that's the more, the more important days, right? Yeah. And that, I mean, that's where, uh, again, I mean, we have to lean into that and lean into each other and ultimately that grows our marriage and, and it makes us stronger. So, um, it's, uh, it is, marriage is is a true blessing and i i wish everybody could experience it oh at least the way i feel like we do like it just it is the most amazing thing on earth like in my opinion that is super super cool yeah. i love that for you and i love that for the two of you uh what's the one thing that she does week to week uh while you're training that is just like 
when you when she does it for you. Maybe that's not something she does all the time, but when she does, it's like this is exactly what I needed. Um, honestly, so we're we're pretty we're both pretty easy going um, as far as like personality wise, and a lot of like say when I come home after riding and stuff and like pretty, pretty worn out and just like tired. It, it definitely takes me a while to uh, regroup and pick back up. Um, but something that is really, I guess is really nice is that we don't necessarily have to be conversating or talking or, really anything when we're together it's like just being together is is fine so it's like we'll just both um be hanging out on the couch and i'm resting and trying to eat a little bit and just kind of recover after the track and it's just like just being there together and we don't have to be doing anything we don't have to go and do this or we don't have to be non-stop talking like we we can sit in silence and and be okay with it together. So, um, that's, that's really cool. I love that. Um, when it comes to fitness, nutrition and, and getting your body ready for, uh, each weekend, uh, what is something that you struggle with as far as staying consistent with? Is it sleep? Is it hydration, uh, recovery stretch? What is one thing that you find like hard time either remembering to do or, um, maybe something that uh, isn't your favorite, uh, isn't your favorite thing? Um, probably nutrition. And mainly because uh, we go different places. Yeah, I was going to say you're traveling all the time. Tra- eating yeah. healthy while you travel is a joke. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, the consistency is pretty much out the window at that point. Yeah. Um, especially a lot of the outdoor races. It's like, dude, we go to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, and, where is there a good place to eat yeah. around Millville? Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> so it's uh, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, hydration, not as bad. Um, it just, it definitely hurts buying $5 airport, not even $5, more like $8 airport waters. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just trying to, trying to, trying to be somewhat consistent, uh, definitely costs more when we're traveling also. And that, that definitely hurts. Yeah, no, it's, it's not only just it, like inconvenient uh, on the health side of things, health food, it is often more expensive, especially at spots like airports and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, there, there really isn't too many options, uh, to eat really healthy. You can have some, some are some lower, lower calorie option, um, upon travel. But, uh, yeah, especially with you yeah. recently, like you've been in Europe, you've been Dubai, you've been Australia. Um, there's just like, even like when I, we, I went to France for the, uh, more across the nations and like just finding stuff that you're used to eating, even in a place like yeah. France, difficult to do. Uh, I come to find out in France, Italian food is essentially French food. They have lots of pizza yeah. places. <laughs> is why is yeah. that thing? And that's uh, honestly when we travel, like for the WSX stuff, yeah, we eat more Italian food than anything. I think it's just like we know what we're gonna get. Uh huh. And but the thing is all the food that we've eaten has been so good. That's like good. Just getting back from Australia, 
we didn't have a bad cup of coffee. Dude, the coffee's sick. Dude, oh. I'm telling you, it it's pathetic coming back here, and it's like I don't want to go anywhere to get coffee. Like yep. I only want to have coffee from home mm-hmm. because, I mean, dude, there we walked through, uh, we walked into the airport, and as soon as we got through security, there were three different coffee shops that we could see. Like as soon as we got through security, and dude, we we only got coffee from one. But I went to each one and seen what what they had for food, and dude, they were all different, but they all looked amazing. And I'm like, dude, I don't know which one to pick, but it's like any coffee place we went to, it was like you could just be on a whim, like, oh, I want some coffee, and there's a place there, you get it. It's it's so consistent there. Yeah, I don't know if it's just it's less processed or different roasting, what whatever the process I'm not is. Sure, yeah. Yeah, they have it figured out, and uh, yeah, yeah. I th- you thought Canadians like their coffee, like Australians have it, um, just down to a science. I love it; it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. What, what's yeah. Uh, what's a nutrition indulgence you have that uh, you may you might need to cut out a little bit? Um. Well, kind of the rolling joke for me is uh, I like buffalo wild wings. BW threes. Yes, not, uh, not, not for any particular reason other than for a cheat meal, honestly. Okay. Um, it just, I, I really don't eat it much. Um, the, in 2017, it actually started, uh, with my mechanic, Andy, at the time. We went after, uh, I won Anaheim one. Okay. And then yep. it, it became a thing. Anytime I would win, we could get beat ups. And okay. So we have done that on and off throughout the years, but we haven't done it every time I've won. But we also don't really go there. Like we we don't really eat there. It's just kind of a a funny thing. Like anytime we see one, we're like beat ups. Yeah. And it's more of the nostalgia thing. Connecting that with good times, like it's just like it's like a word yeah. association. You're like supercrossman, beat ups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah, you, you were a, a bit of a, an A one killer for a little while there. Did you not win? Um, you won a, a, a few Anaheim's for TLD back in the day, uh, back to back to back. Yes, I won uh, two seven sixteen seventeen uh, seventeen and eighteen. That's right. That's yep. right. Hell yeah. Yep. You had some, you had some good teammates back in the day on, uh. I did. Yeah. yeah. Those were some sweet teams. Like, uh, you, Jesse Nelson, uh, Cole Jordan Keeley. Smith. Jordan Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. No, those were, Alex I mean, it, Martin. Yes, sir. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. You guys had like, yeah, some, some bad, bad looking bikes, good looking gear. Um, yeah. I got to imagine that when, uh, when you hang up the boots and apparently hang up the helmets, there's probably some TLD helmets. I hope you were able to hold on to a lot of them. Probably not all of them, but, uh, you had some good looks out there. Yes. I, I have kept quite a few. Um, well, I mean, funny enough, I have more TLD stuff, uh, hung up than anything else because really I haven't gotten a lot from other teams just because I'm not there long enough. So, right. um, that is definitely, uh, TLD is more favored in our, uh, my office memorabilia stuff. 
but I still do have some TLD stuff also that uh, that I haven't given out or anything. I I keep I usually keep a couple sets of gear every year for myself, um, like just to keep. But a lot of it I do I do end up giving it away. Yeah, that's fair. Um, do you find yourself like because you you were a, you rode TL for TL like you ran TLD a little bit during your amateur career, but you were also a fly guy, were you not? Yes, I was fly for most of my amateur career. Yes. And um it wasn't until 2012. It was after Minios in 2011 I actually went to uh answer, but I did wear fly. I I don't remember how long. It was it was a long time. Yeah, and I remember like some pictures of you, like when you're like, K- did you raise KTM 85s? Yep. Yeah. No, there's some, there's just there's some like, uh, like late, late 2000s, maybe like 2010. Uh, although you would have been turning, like what, what year did you turn pro? 13? Uh, 2013. I did the last couple outdoors in 13. You and, and then Supercross in 14. You and McElroy, or not McElroy, you are McElroy. You and Hampshire both did the, the last few nationals, right? Um, Hampshire was the year after me. That's right. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, two guys are getting mixed up all the time. Yeah. Uh, you, not Bichelia like. Bichelia and myself. That's right. That it did. was Bichelia. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome, dude. So looking forward into the 2024, you'll be on Hep Suzuki. Um, like how did that come about as far as, uh, locking down that deal? Obviously you worked well with, uh, Dustin Pipes and, and the whole team over there. Um, also, uh, working with, uh, their newer, I guess it was not new to you, but new to the team. Um, they had a new team manager over there. His name's escaping mm-hmm. me right now. Larry Brooks. Larry Brooks. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I should do my research. Awesome. This is a good podcast. Um, <laughs> working with him, but that, that, like you had some experience working with him last year. Uh, that'll, that'll mm. also add some familiarity. Like it, it's, it'll be like a sort of a new full-time thing for you this year, but not really. Yes. Um, and that's, that's what I'm really excited about is, uh, so I signed a, a one-year deal with them and it's for Supercross, Motocross, uh, SMX and WSX. So Hell yeah. we are a lot working racing. on that consistency that we've been missing out on. So, um, 50 I, events. That is, yeah, that is a big deal. Um, I'm excited to spend a year on a bike and really just continue to grow. Um, like I said, we, we really started to make some really good progress at the end of Supercross last year. And, um, yeah, I mean the team with Larry and Dustin and Aaron and, like all the personnel there, it's like I've still stayed in contact with them. I still see them even, even during the week because uh, Chisholm and Kenny both ride the sandbox and um, they're, they're kind of building a, a base. The team is building a base here in Florida. And so it's, uh, it's been, it, it's, it's funny because I almost still feel like I'm part of the team. I just haven't been on their bike or under their tent. Right. So, um, the relationship is really good there and I, I'm excited about that. And I think that that's really going to pair well once I do get back on the bike. And it, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just so excited because I feel like it's going to be so seamless. And even though 
we're coming up on the beginning of December, I feel like we're maybe right on track or um, it's it's not a big like, oh boy moment. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not like they have a brand new model year. Like it's not like you're jumping on a Kawasaki, jumping on the 24. They have no no research on this bike, no data. Um, mm-hmm. The Suzuki, it's uh, like people joke about it being long in the tooth, but the fact is, it's it's a great motorcycle. They have a lot of data on it. They know how to make it work, uh, and you have experience on that bike. Period. Um, on the WSX side of things, would you be 250 or 450? Uh, I get to choose. Mm. Um, and that's something that we are kind of discussing right now. So, um, yeah, I have that option and yeah, ultimately it's kind of what, what gives me a better option to, uh, make the most money really. Yeah. That's fair enough. So, yeah. Like, yeah, you, like you could certainly go race the 250 class and, and, and very well challenge for the championship. Uh, or Hey, maybe, uh, you and your teammate are both feeling, um, pretty, pretty saucy and, uh, you just duke it out one, two. Um, yeah. how do you get yeah. along with Chiz? Uh, Chiz is easy to get along with. How, how do you get along with Kenny? Kenny can be a little bit, I, like, obviously, like, he doesn't know me. Um, yeah. but, uh, to, I'm sure, like, the people, when, like, the people he's around on a regular basis, super cool with, uh, I'd honestly, I wish I knew him better than I do. Um, but how do you get along with those two? Uh, honestly, really good. I think it's been, it's been really cool, um, getting to know Ken and I, it honestly last year like it was so much fun because we all ride together we like we've we've learned kind of how to how to i guess all work together and mm-hmm. last year it was like riding Kenny's bike riding Chisholm's bike like well will one of you guys ride my bike and just feel this like am, am I feeling this right or whatever um and yeah just us all being here in Florida I mean, later tonight after we get off this call, we're going with uh, Ken and Courtney to like a little uh, swap meet type deal. So, oh, that's neat. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely been really cool um, getting to know them and just yeah, the the relationships away from the track have have been really cool and we're just we're excited to continue growing that stuff and um, yeah, we're we're in a really good spot there. Love it, man. Uh... What about uh, like is it uh, team deal for gear? What's what, what are we going to see you in this year uh, for yes. the fans that are uh, looking to to grab a jersey off you at Anaheim one? Yes, it is a, a team deal. Um, they are going to be wearing fly, or well, I'm going to be wearing fly, and uh, yeah, kind of similar look to last year. Um, there, maybe I heard that I'm going to be on a progressive bike. Um, I don't know exactly what that means, um, or if that's, that's even true. So, okay. um, yeah, I, we literally just kind of started talking, uh, full time the last couple of days. And yeah. Since you got back from Australia. Down. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Um, that's, that's interesting. Like when it comes to, uh, fans asking for, uh, for, for gear, like I'm sure, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure there's people asking for helmets. Those people are from the moon. Um, what, what, uh, what, what's the, what's your approach to, uh, to handing out jerseys and stuff like that? Um, well, honestly, it's a lot of time I tell people it's first come first serve. Okay. Um, if, if I can give anything out. So, um, 
it's pretty tough the first couple rounds because, well, for me, because I, I don't have any gear right now. Yeah. And so I'll have to take that gear and then start practicing in it. And I mean, I should be able to start giving some out, like say maybe round two, but for sure, probably three or four. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of the time I just kind of tell people it's, uh, first come first serve. I mean, if somebody comes up to me in the beginning of the day and like, Hey, can I get your Jersey? And it's like, um, if I can give one out, then it's like, yeah, but come back in a little bit and, and I'll be able to give it to you. And so it's, uh, yeah. Then, uh, somebody else comes up, Hey, uh, can I get your Jersey? It's like, I I've already given it to somebody else. Like, um, it's normally first come first serve. So yeah, that's kind of how I've, I've learned to, to do it and be okay with, uh, not being able to tell everybody. Yes. Yeah, the the hardest part about that, yeah, is you gotta tell the people no, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you making some time for us, giving us the lowdown on all things Shane McElrath, McElrath, yes, however sir. you, however anyone wants to say it. Uh, at least don't yeah. just just don't call you late for dinner. Um, yeah, I appreciate the time, man. Uh, w- wish you and uh, and Joy uh, an awesome holiday season. Say hello to the Roxons this evening, and uh, yeah, just enjoy it, man. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I will talk to you again soon. Shane McElrath, maybe one of the more underrated interviews in the sport. Really interesting guy, super positive guy to talk to. And, uh, yeah, I just had so much fun, um, chit chatting with him. And we usually talk for a few minutes before we hit record on those. So always a good time to chat with Shane. Hopefully you guys are enjoying these podcasts. I love making them. Uh, we got tons of podcasts on here. We got the regular vanilla broadcast has been, uh, knocking them out lately. And that is awesome to see squad pod doing his thing. And then, uh, winners take y'all, uh, going and taking you on a meandering, uh, trip around the world of motocross. Uh, all right, guys. Well, you have yourselves a great rest of your day. Enjoy most of these podcasts and, uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube as well, because, uh, there are a ton uh, new videos and older videos on Verb that you probably haven't watched that are absolute eye candy. They've, they've been posting on YouTube for damn near uh, 13 years. So, uh, yeah, get on there, check some things around, and, uh, yeah, you might uh, you might like some things. So, check it out. Have a good one. Cheers. <laughs>